It's Christmas! Pass. Eggnog, nutmeg on things. All the cinnamon that you can stand, and then a little bit more. It's cold out, your nose is red. It's not snowing, though, global warm. Charles an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on the uh, shows and movies and books, maybe video games, uh, from your childhood and see if they were any good. My name is, <laughs> which is the normal intro to our podcast, verbatim. My name is Damon Xanthopoulos. I'm Hello, DJ. DJ. I'm DJ Phillips. What's going on? Oh, that was really good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I could tell it was really good because you were laughing at me. Proud <laughs> of you. That was good. Uh, Do we have Merry a s- Christmas, DJ. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. How's your leg? Are you still crippled? Uh, here's your pipe, sir. I don't know no. how that story goes. That was goes. Newsies? That was Newsies. <laughs> Wrong. I'm, oh, I'm the ghost of Christmas Time dilation. (laughs) Is that? I'm the ghost of Christmas daylight savings time. (laughs) I'm only around for a little while. Oh, you better set your clocks back or forward. No one outdated practice. Cows wake up whenever they want, so don't blame the farmers. Farmers hate me too. Um. We're going to watch uh, a Christmas story. Do you have any memories of a Christmas story? Or- I do. I'm actually very... I'm not looking forward to this, DJ. I'm- I have a long list of movies I do not watch be- out of spite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that true? Yes, oddly enough. Can you please list them for me and my uh, No, I don't want to watch Jackie Brown, straight guys. Back off. Jackie I've Brown? I've seen Jackie Brown. I can't, I can't back that okay. up. Okay. Um... I don't know. I just like when people, the more someone tells me I've got to see a movie, the more I'm like, I'm not going to see that movie. On purpose. I actually have a reputation at work of being like the place where things go to die. My my coworkers, though, have an odd practice of loaning me things. I didn't ask them to loan me. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, hey, I brought this DVD in that you should watch. I got the Blu-ray of Alive. It's Here it got is. Uh, Oingo Boingo on it, and uh, you should li- you would probably like it. And I'm like, I didn't ask for this. And they're like, just watch it when you have a free time. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And eventually it's like that thing where you rest it on your, by your TV, and you're like, I'm going to watch that this weekend. Yeah. And then eventually it just works its way into your collection, and then like two years later they're like, can I get that? Yeah, can I get the Forbidden Zone back from you? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, let me find it it's definitely in a place where i can easily grab it and it didn't work itself into my collection and i haven't moved several times since you loaded to me so i am so glad that netflix doesn't we don't do the dvd thing anymore because you'd get like i am seriously gonna watch sling blade i swear to god magnolia i promise (laughs) i know you're one of the best movies of the past 20 years but i'll get around to it i hear you three hours um um, so this is on your spite list. This is on my spite list, and I'll tell you why. Please. I have an ex. He loves this movie. Like, this is quintessentially his Christmas movie. Okay. When it comes on TBS or whatever channel, TNT or whoever does it for the, the 24 like, hours straight, yeah. he watches at least 18 of those 24 hours. Like, wow, he is whoa. watching. He loves the... I thought it was a joke. I mean, right. he's not a 
crazy person. <laughs> um, but he loves the a Christmas story. Not the Christmas story. Actually, he is a Christian, so he does love the okay, Christmas yeah, story. Yeah, sure. So whatever. But he loves this movie. And I remember when we were dating, he would keep referencing it. And I'm like, I haven't seen the movie. And he would keep referencing it knowing I hadn't seen the movie. Like, yeah. he thought it was fun. Like, it would goose me into wanting to watch it because I was laughing so hysterically. But what he didn't take into account is that he was saying lines of a movie out of context and they made it no sense. funny. Yeah. And he'd be like, fragile. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Right. He's like, it's fragile. You know, you didn't know the word. The dad didn't know the word. So he said, fragile. Right. I'm like, no. All right. Yeah. No, I see. I see how the structure of the joke works now. That you told me the context after you said the punchline, <laughs> but That's not really it doesn't make me want to watch it. <laughs> that um, I think you and I might be the only two people in the world because I is also, this another one where we both haven't seen it? I have. I feel like I have because I've seen parts of it and yeah. I've you know heard people quote it, but I don't think I've ever. Maybe I have, but I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watched the whole thing. I remember one year I was at my aunt's house uh, for Christmas Eve, and it was like on. Right, but I but we were like talking because you know I was hanging out with my cousins that I don't ever get to see. I had the like, same thing where Ben Ben the ex he yeah. he threw a Christmas party and he was he had it on and people were watching it and me and my brother were, who both of us have never really seen it because oh. it was never really part of our. I think with these holiday movies, much like planes, trains, and automobiles, which we yeah. covered, um, if it doesn't work its way into your sorry holiday viewing, yeah. It's one of those movies, like, there's only, like, an appropriate time of the year to watch it. So, if it doesn't make it into that loop, and my family a lot, we have, like, our rotation of Christmas movies that we like to watch at Christmas time, like, Christmas Vacation and Scrooged and, like, one of the old time, like, you know, uh, Scrooge, not without the ED, just the regular Scrooge. (laughs) So, I mean, we have our own rotation, so A Christmas Story never made it in, because I think it was, came out in 1980. Yeah. Um... So it didn't wasn't one of my parents' ones, and I just we never saw it, so it yeah. never worked its way in. But then I took a little bit of glee in the fact that it frustrated Ben so much that I <laughs> hadn't watched it. So I just like, no, nope, I'm never going to watch it. So I'm a little sad that I will finally break. Going to finally watch it. Yeah, I think for me, like uh, there are people who are like, I'm. I don't know. I have not not watched it out of spite. I just you should try it. It's wonderful. It didn't try really... not watching it out of spite. Um, I'm, I'm happy to watch it. I hope it's good. Let's just I enjoy just... those last few minutes where you haven't seen it, spitefully, not watching it. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here, spitefully. Hey, Ben, I'm not watching it right now. But I, I think it was because it came out so much, like, it just was the wrong time, I think, because, you know, my sister would have been, I still even, maybe too young, because it came out in 80, you said? I'm not sure. I feel now that I've said that, I feel like it's even later than I. I always imagine it later because I, I mean it is a period piece set in the 1950s, so it, yeah. it always throws me off. But I, it's early 80s. Okay, so it was like maybe too. We were too young for like for the big like Home Alone uh, when, was uh, right Christmas when we were kids. Yeah, that yeah. was like perfect timing for our childhood. But so many of my peers have watched this movie and love it. Yeah, but then again, I have older parents. Right. So I think that also sets it off because they have their movies yeah. from the 60s and 70s and me and my brother have our movies from the late 80s and 90s but I think that little gap where Just, Ben's yeah. parents might be the right age to be like, "Oh, let's go see that a Christmas story coming out this winter." This at local December. cinemas. Yeah. Um where my parents wouldn't have necessarily had it in there. 
I know there's uh, you know there's Ralphie. He's he really wants a Red Rider BB gun. I know there's a kid who gets his tongue stuck to the yeah frozen pole. There's a leg lamp. There's leg lamp. He says fragile. There's a Chinese restaurant. Oh, and it's gonna be racist. People who love a Christmas story, fucking deal with it. It's gonna be racist to that Chinese restaurant. Oh, well, I don't care. I don't know this part. Well, uh, at the end, for the, for whatever reason, I know this. Uh, maybe because I'm like, ah, oh, finally a Christmas story's ending, and then it starts right back up again. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> um, they their dinner gets ruined, so they go to the only restaurant that would be open on Christmas, Chinese a Chinese restaurant, restaurant yeah. and they have uh, you know their meal there, and the Chinese restaurant sings to them. Uh, deck the halls, which has fa la 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 la. Notice all those L's. Sure. Now imagine if you were racist. Yeah. What that would sound like. Got it. Yeah. Um, but they're Chinese, not Japanese. Isn't that a Japanese uh, like stereotype? I think racists don't really care. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing about racists. They don't, like, (laughs) dig in deep into the culture. That's kind of part of the thing. (laughs) That's usually part of the reason they're racist. Hey, I'm racist. I don't need to research But I know a lot about Japanese history. Yeah. Uh, Actually, the shoguns uh, used to be the (laughs) I would love a conversation with a well-informed racist. Like, (laughs) wow, you really uh, got me there. Mm. Didn't see that coming. No, I'll look into whether (laughs) Korean culture came from Japanese culture or vice versa. That's a very interesting point. But I still don't see why you should be thinking you're better than them. That cross is still on fire, my friend. (laughs) Can you take that down? Um, Okay, so let's see. Anything else? Um, I, I don't have... I know a lot of people are going to like this, and I hope that uh, it holds up, because now, instead of being the guy who hasn't watched it, we could be the guys that just don't think it's very good, which is basically the same. But that's the only thing I've got left. I mean, I'm losing my spiteful not watching it, No, you so have... I would love the hipster, it's not that good anyway. Not to rain on your shit parade here, but <laughs> you could potentially have Actually, a new... Actually, if I was having a shit parade, I'd want someone to rain on it, because it smells like shit <laughs> Let's down Let's tamp here. this smell down a little bit. <laughs> Um, you could potentially be gaining a new favorite holiday movie if it's Ugh. really good. I'm good on holiday movies. Well, you don't have Die have Hard, to be. Gremlins, Scrooge, Christmas yeah. Vacation. I'm good. Yeah, I don't like watching any movies like the same time every year. I don't. That's why I don't. That's my thing with Christmas music too. Uh, not to go off on a tangent here, but oh, by all means, uh, everybody like you know not everybody because I know there's plenty of Scrooges out there, but like. I don't like Christmas music. Let me tell you why. People are going to be like, ah, blah, blah. but <laughs> people will all be having strokes when you say that. Be falling on the, floor. I, the only reason I don't really like Christmas because some of the songs, like not all of the songs, uh, but some of them are great. Some of them are good. Some of them are fine. It's just like any other kind of song. Sure. But they play the same fucking 20 songs every year <laughs> for uh-huh. a, a month and a half straight at least. Yeah. And I don't want that no matter what. That's why I don't listen to the radio, because it's the same fucking 20 songs every right. day. Like, I just don't want to do that. And I'm really picky about music, and uh, I'm a snob about it. Totally accept those, both of those insults. Uh-huh. But, like, I just don't want to do that. And I know there's other stuff associated with it. It reminds you of good events and stuff like that. And, I, you know, I, I like Christmas. I like uh, going home to see the family. I like all that stuff. But it just grates on my nerves because of the actual music. I just actually hearing the same things over and over again. You're becoming really animated, and I feel like I'm in danger. I feel physically threatened right now. I'm not Christmas music. Um, I will say, I had discovered, I was thinking about this today. Yeah. I like Christmas music, Mm -hmm. but I 
like it on December 1st yep. through December 25th at noon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm done. But I do not like it anytime before. I don't care if Thanksgiving was a week ago. If yeah. it's before December 1st, shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. We will have plenty of time with Christmas. I promise you, it'll still come this year. Just be cool about it. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people who love Christmas. My friend Bethany, I think, started celebrating it in August. But <laughs> it is, like, once she reaches the peak of the year, like, once it's July, she's like, well, all right, we're in the seventh month. I can start working my way down to Christmas now. <laughs> um, but I, I really do like my Christmas compartmentalized, but I do get excited. Like, but I don't put my tree up the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I put my tree up about mid December and I get excited about it. I, I am excited to me and Tyler have been buying Christmas decorations and storing them all in the basement. Our basement looks really festive. (laughs) I can't wait to bring those up about, you know, next week, probably. And then just super agree on where you're going to put them. Super agree, not fight, have total same taste in Christmas decorations. That's going to be totally cool. No, I think we gingerbread men the entire month. (laughs) I think we came to an understanding, but it was getting a little tense where like one time I said, can we just not talk about it today? (laughs) And he was like, okay it was still like a, a very tense like i just don't wanna have this fight again i don't i don't know so as long as it's in that thing play mariah carries all you i want all i want for christmas is you but as long as it's during that window otherwise i don't want to hear it i do like that song that one's one of you're my only human dj but I also don't want to hear it that much because then I won't like it anymore. So like that's the no, thing. No, you will because you'll have eleven months to forget about it. I don't like to decorate. I don't like to decorate in general. Right. I don't know because you ain't no fag. Well, I just think it's Fakuyas. <laughs> Fakuyas. But I John Travolta. <laughs> what are you doing here? It was very welcome back, Mister Carter, wasn't it? Sorry. Come on, Mister Carter. Um. So I, I don't like I don't like that, and I didn't like it when I was little either. Like I think there's some maybe there's a memory that I've hidden. Uh, yeah, you need the go- you know who you need the ghost of Christmas daylight savings time <laughs> to come and visit you and dig into that past. Ooh, sunset is weirdly early. Oh, is it three thirty already? <laughs> um, so I, there's something there like where it would just felt like a chore to me, like where it would be like uh, the mom and or stepmom would crank on some christmas music oh. and be like it's time to decorate the tree and i'd be like cool i've got a shitload of homework they're like you're not in school for two weeks i'm like homework gotta sorry gotta gotta read great gatsby again sorry <laughs> i yeah i guess i mean i for my uh reputation that i have cultivated as a grump uh there is a part of me that likes like my mom has these four records that are our Christmas records, and she puts them on, and I'm like, oh, I know what song's coming next. I have that urge, but I mean, our family had a very strict... When we moved to the South, we were like, what the fuck is that in the distance? Is that someone's Christmas lights? <laughs> it's November 27th! <laughs> like, my birthday, which is mid-December, like, that was, like, the marker like, We get of, it, like, Damon. Happy birthday! My birthday! <laughs> um, that was the marker, like, okay, we can start doing Christmas stuff now. And right. usually, like, on my birthday weekend, we would take that time to start decorating the house. So we are going to watch A Christmas Story. Um, you can watch it along with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. Well, you can't watch I mean, we didn't give out an address. There's no way that you we can, can make it here. Skype in 
Skype. I think I already used that joke. Maybe, yeah, sure. Who cares? fucking queers hey hey john thanks for welcoming us back hey no problem i'm totally straight over here i don't pick up guys in gyms or nothing this is my actual hair go ahead pull on it no i mr travolta no thank you uh refuses you the right to pull on his hair that was his lawyer that was my impression of john travolta's lawyer of 1970s john travolta's lawyer So, is the lawyer, like, a time traveler, like, from the future? Yes. Okay. I thought that was obvious. Did I not make that obvious? Hi. I will have had been John Travolta's lawyer. I thought you would have realized from John Travolta's wide lapels and his lawyer's thin lapels... My name is Timothy Futurestein. (laughs) I'm John Travolta's future lawyer. I thought you would have realized from the stylings that they were from different eras. But obviously, you lost that. I'm, you know... In my impression. The, the time lapse linguistics is not my it's not my strong suit. You know, this is just the first draft though yeah. of my time travel odyssey starring John Travolta and his lawyer, Futurestein, so, <laughs> Timothy Futurestein, <laughs> Timothy Futurestein, of course. <laughs> so you can tell that we've watched a Christmas story. Yeah, and we've been drinking. I've had a half a glass. Look out for this guy, ladies and gentlemen. Hard root. <laughs> It even makes it lamer than it was in the first place. I've had half a glass of hard, sweetened root beer. So look out. I'll be going to sleep at the regular time today. (laughs) I will drink plenty of water and I'll feel fine tomorrow. I'm pretty good to drive, legally speaking. Um, Do you need a designated driver? Because I've only had half a glass. Um... So, we watched A Christmas Story. Let's let, If you've already seen the movie, which I guarantee most of you listening to this have, you're not going to need much of a recap. Let's blow through this. We can do so it. So, Gabriel comes down to Mary, yep. and he says unto her, Now, the Lord... Contrary to popular belief, there were eight wise men. <laughs> it just didn't fit the rhyme scheme. Schemes. Ah, shit. We eight kings of Orient are get out of here. All right, so we open. We've got Ralphie as our main character, and he's dreaming of a Red Rider BB gun. We see him kind of window shopping in the big shopping plaza there. Um, of course, he asks his mom, and she says... You'll shoot your eye out. Um, his little brother <laughs> over it. Little, You'll shoot your eye out. His little brother Randy is annoying. Uh, oh, you got his time. name. Good job. Uh huh. Um, they put on his snowsuit, which is just in a hilarious scene. Hi, <laughs> um, kids in snowsuits. He can put, can't put his arm. Can't down. put his arm down. With his, which is something I do. I did remember from that. I didn't remember that. You want to hear my laugh during that scene? Yeah. That's about right. Um, his dad hates the furnace. Um, right. It's a it's a clinker. He's got a, flanker. a friend named Flick. Um, yeah, who did porno later on. Look who it up. we learned the Google actor. It. Not the character. Maybe the no, character. No, I mean, maybe the character, but I, the actor definitively did porn later on. And his buddy Flick is triple dog dared by their other friend Schwartz to stick his tongue, his tongue to the, the pole, and it's freezing out. And of course, his tongue gets stuck. Yep. The uh, Ralphie and Schwartz, the bell rings, and they just leave him, which is actually pretty legit kid I reaction. thought that, yeah, that was a good kid logic. The bell rang, so I have to leave him. Yeah. 
Uh, the firemen and police come, and eventually yeah. they pull him off. He won't tell on them, uh, and they refuse to tell, so they kind of get away with it. So it all worked out. As they're walking home, they're attacked by the bully, Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas, which is, um, I will admittedly say, that is a good bully name, Scott Farkas. He's a legitimately scary bully. And Scott Farkas legitimately looks like an alien? He seems to be getting a lot of joy out of this, a lot of laughing. He was definitely laughing arbitrarily, like a Bond villain would laugh. Like, like this is how Bond villains get started. <laughs> they wear coonskin caps and have yellow eyes and just laugh maniacally at literally people walking by. And they're redheads, of He's course. full of joy, in a way. He's got his little toady henchman. I can't remember his name. Dill. Something Dill. Dill. Yeah. Um, Who is so wee. That was a good henchman. Yeah, it was a good henchman. Uh, the only way it could be funnier... If Dill was the big baddie and Farkas was oh, his. Oh, yeah. Be like that cartoon with the little dog and the big bad. Anyway. Or that cartoon of the Bigs Bunny when he... Bug, Bigs Bunny? Bigs. The unlicensed ripoff of Bugs Bunny. When he would get into the run with those mobsters and one was a, little, was a short guy with a big hat. Yeah. And one was huge with a little page boy hat. And he was really stupid. <laughs> get it? Ralphie is assigned to write an essay about what he wants for Christmas. He writes yeah. about the Red Rider BB he gun. He sees this as his way to something. He's sure. going to get it. Because uh, I guess his teacher will tell his mom. I don't know. We'll tell um, his mom or Santa Claus or Spider-Man. We'll tell someone. will be told. We cut, we cut to another scene where Randy, the little brother, won't eat. So his mom asks him to eat like a little pig, which we spend a, a long time on. And so. he eats like a little pig. And so he... He finds Snorts and eats. Apparently, his this meat is love. a plot point of some sort. While we're there uh, at dinner, there's a knock on the door because the old man, his dad, he won a major award. He won a major award in one of his. We, like, we newspaper, established that yeah, he does yeah. a lot of newspaper uh, like games, crossword kind of crosswords word games. and word games and whatever. And so, I, from one of these, he he won quote a major award. Which turns out to be the infamous leg lamp that it's we probably the, we all know. One of the other famous scenes we got the the pole where he's pole uh, mm-hmm. the tongue on the pole, and then we've got the the leg lamp. So he opens it, you know, he look reads the top. It says fragile, and he says fragile. It must be yeah. Italian. Um, he puts the leg lamp in the front window, and this all takes fifteen minutes. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it we takes do, a while. We do kind of take a while. Although I did laugh when Ralphie kept rubbing the leg. Yeah, and he's very, the old man is very into it, and the mom is very The not. mother, Kate Capshaw, is not. Yes. Um, Ralphie hands in his essay, um, and we get probably my favorite flashback, which yeah, is... Yeah, this is definitely, by far, in a way, yeah, the best flashback. His... Uh, his teacher in the flashback. Which the, I, w- I should say, we haven't mentioned it. The movie is full of random flashbacks and yes. imaginings. Uh, I guess this isn't a flashback. It's an imagining. And he's yeah. imagining his, his teacher stumbling upon the flashback. And, and she's in a ridiculous costume. And she, is, she says, uh, this is the theme I've been waiting for my entire life. Theme being like the essay that I've been waiting yeah. for. My, I think that's an outdated term for essay. For essay, yeah. Um, and this is the theme I've been waiting for my entire life. And then she writes A plus plus plus, and she kept writing plus. yeah across the board. And I think I have some vague memory of like my statistics teacher doing that once, and I thought uh-huh. it was really funny when he did it. Yeah, but I didn't know it was a reference to this, so that made me laugh in connection to that too, because I was like, "We will oh. count it for a Christmas story." Yeah, go ahead, uh, God, count that for a yeah. Christmas story. <laughs> um, we've got uh, after that, the family buys a Christmas tree. Um, on their way home, they get a flat tire. Oh, I've been there, man. Another. You ever had a flat scene. tire, DJ? 
I, you know, I have. Yeah, wow. That's a really relatable experience that this movie has carted into this movie. <laughs> it doesn't seem to fill the, the main plot of the story, but it sure does pass the time. Um, so at some point, <laughs> Ralphie goes out to help his dad. Yep. He drops the uh, hubcap full of well, lug nuts. Well, I mean, hold on. I want to come dad, to Ralphie's. His dad knocks it out of his hand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And. Oh, Fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. So he says fuck. Ralphie says fuck. That whole scene is get a flat tire. Ralphie says fuck. Um, <laughs> now he's he's in trouble. Um, they get and home. then Dad says, "You know what your son said?" Yeah. And then he whispers it. I get really mad. Very kind of funny overreactions to to him saying that word. And then uh, he gets his mouth washed out with soap. Um, he gets home the next day. He gets his Dakota ring. His yeah. or little orphan Andy. Dakota ring and he the loves mail. little orphan Annie on the radio radio show. Yeah, uh, he gets his secret message and it says, "Be sure to drink your Ovaltine." And he's really pissed. My comment here is, "Who gives a shit?" <laughs> <laughs> I will say I did just somewhat relate to this. I can't. I know that there's something in my memory that relates to this in some way, but yeah. I think we've all been through this thing where we realize the the, the where we all lose faith in capitalism, where well, we're all like, "Oh, you're just." Selling me something. Well, you get the like the, the fuck you. You get the Cracker Jack toy, and you're like, "This is a piece of shit." This right? Is exactly. Terrible. Or you send a. Well, I think I remember. I was really into infomercials when I was a kid. Of course, you were. You know, we all go through that phase when we're really into infomercials as, as preteens. Popular. <laughs> I was a popular youth. I was captain of my basketball team. I was really into infomercials. Uh, and I actually, for Christmas, I asked for a Ron Popeil automatic pasta maker. Sure. You probably remember that on yeah. your Christmas list of 1994. It broke within six months. Yeah, that makes sense. I was so disenchanted. How could infomercialists have lied to me? This is the best stuff. It's on almost Earth. like they they told they were telling me lies. Mm. They were trying to sell me something. That can't be right. I mean, Rumpelpeel himself came on the TV and he said that I wasn't going to get it for four hundred dollars. I wasn't going to get it for three fifty. I was no. going to wasn't going to get it for three hundred or two ninety or two eighty or two seventy or two sixty <laughs> or two fifty. Or two forty, or two thirty, or two twenty, or even two hundred and ten dollars, like you all may be thinking. You're gonna get it for one ninety nine ninety five. Actually, he even he even obfuscates it. I've been drinking wine uh, more <laughs> than that because he then changes it to you're only gonna pay ten payments of nineteen ninety nine. And meanwhile, I'm like, that's nineteen ninety nine times ten. Equals one ninety nine. Okay, got, got it. Got it. Okay. Um, the mom accidentally breaks oh, right. the leg lamp while she's watering the plants. Quote, quote, accidentally. Uh, yeah, we don't know what really happened. Who could say? It was a controversy for many a Christmas more. Um, Ralphie gets a C plus on his essay. He's very disappointed about that because at, at, at the bottom mm-hmm. she writes, "You'll shoot your eye out." Um. Uh, then we get, uh, here's what I have here for the next, what happens next. I can't, whatever it says verbatim, I want you to read it. It said, beats the ever-loving shit out of Scott Farkas. Oh my God, so traumatic. Serious issues underlined is what I have. <laughs> so, 
after uh, a bit more harassing, we kind of skipped over a couple more scenes. Yeah, of, there were a few like Benny Hill like yeah. scenes of like just fast, um, fast tracked uh, them running back and forth yeah. with Scott Farkas, and finally Scott Farkas throws a snowball at Ralphie's and he's head. Still upset he, about the baby gun and his essay. I guess his whole essay, and he snaps, and he just like you know pile drives. Is that right? Yeah. Into Scott Farkas and, you know, just straddling him and just punching him back and forth. And I was kind of like, because I'm a nerd and I was picked on, I was kind of like, yeah! Until the shot cuts back to Scott Farkas, who doesn't have just a dribble of blood coming out of his nose. He has a huge, like, like someone took a balloon full of red, like, hair dye and just smashed it on his face. Just like an explosive amount of blood on his face. I'm like, Jesus Christ! That's a lot of blood. <laughs> I'm now concerned for Scott Farkas and not for, for Ralphie. Yeah. Eventually, it's like the, the scene, the, about the first third of the scene is triumphant because he's like finally right. getting back. And you you're like, yeah, he's not such a. He looks like an either. alien. And then the next two thirds, you're just like, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. And then um, he starts letting out a string of curse words while he's pounding the shit out of right. uh, Scott Farkas. And. Uh, his mom comes and he's in big trouble. He's taken home and he's really worried about getting in trouble for all the words that he said. Not the fact that he and I am killed that, a man. Right. He killed a man. Uh, the mother comes and grabs Ralphie and his brother Rambo. Randy. Um, Rambo Randy. <laughs> he comes and gra- she comes and grabs Ralphie and Rambo and they, she takes them away. But I'm like, there's a bloodied pulp of a man over there. Are him. you concerned? Nope. We're just going on. That's his family's problem. <laughs> worry about that. Where's his mother in a way? Now we get uh his mom kind of helps him recover and uh right. they go down to dinner. She's like you just had a schizophrenic episode. Don't worry Don't about, worry about it. it. Basically she covers for him with the old man. You so. started seeing Scott Farkas as an object and not as another human being. Don't worry about it. I'm going to quit put a cold towel on your neck. So you, it should solve the problem. You're definitely not a, on the road to being a sociopath, so it's fine. I know you tortured puppies when you were a baby, but it's fine. <laughs> Uh, speaking of puppies, we did skip oh, over God. the beginning where uh, the the dad is often harassed oh, by right. the neighbor's the dogs. Fucking dogs, Bubkiss is that their name? Bum- Bumpus. Bumpkins, Bumpus. Bumpus. And there's like a bunch of like seven hound, hound dogs, dogs that yeah. kind of always bother his dad and get in the house and stuff. That it's of, one of the few times where the movie's like, we're gonna put something here that we're gonna remind you of later. Yeah. Uh, Other times it's just like, fuck it. Yeah. Here's a new concept. You'll ten minutes it out. to the credits. Um, so yeah, his mom kind of covers for him and he actually does, she, she tells right. the old man that he, he got in a fight, that Ralphie got in a fight, but she doesn't tell him, she says it's no But she deal. quickly changes the subject yeah. to something else. To yeah. sports and he's, he's cool with it. And, uh, um, there's a Christmas parade, uh, and then Ralphie and Randy go meet Santa Claus. Um. De Santa Claus? De Santa Claus. <laughs> um, and they're in the, Father m- kind of in a mall kind of thing and, uh, Santa's yeah, like up on Yeah, like a department this- store. Yeah, and he's on yeah. on top of this huge perch. Yeah, this is actually the first introduction to the movie that I ever saw. Was that TBS before their twenty four hour surprise or whatever? They showed this clip of the movie of Ralphie going to see Santa and then getting kicked down the slide. And this was actually one of the few times in the not to give away my review, but one of the few times in the movie where I actually laughed was uh, uh, there's a huge line to see Santa and Ralphie and yeah. Rambo are standing in line and and ralphie is very conscious like i'm about to see santa i can't fuck this up i have to tell him exactly what i want 
And I think, you know, because it's in the 1940s, some car- some people dressed as the Wizard of Oz characters come yeah. by, and the witch comes by and, and grabs Ralphie's cheek, and he's like, leave me alone. I'm, I have to think of what I'm going to say. Uh, and so finally he gets up to Santa, who is obviously like over it. He's yeah. ready to be off. It's almost closing time for the for the department store. Uh, Rambo gets put on on Santa's just lap crying. first, and he just screams, which is a reasonable response to a giant bearded immortal elf <laughs> asking you to be put on his lap and tell you what you want for Christmas. <laughs> Creepazoid, back off, fuckface. <laughs> um, I actually have a memory of myself uh, like being sent to Santa and being sent to Santa <laughs> like it's the fucking gulag. Um, being sent, like, going up to Santa and realizing immediately, I fell for it. I thought he was Santa and being yeah. like, what do I say to this immortal being? Yeah. And then I just freaked out and I think there's a picture of me not even sitting on his lap, just standing next to him. I remember being really concerned that, because there would definitely be a list of things that I wanted. Right. But which ones would I tell Santa about? Because I've Does already Does he know told, about the whole list and I should just hit the highlights? Because, I, I mean, if I want the, uh, you know, uh, Ninja Turtles Technodrome. Certainly. Uh, Mom already which, knows about that. Yeah. Does he need to know about that? But Am I going to get like, doubles? I don't want doubles. Here, let me let me stop with the summary real quick. Let, let's talk about Santa logic real quick for sure. kids. We all are on the same page that Santa doesn't exist. Whoa! Oh, by the way, send your kids out of the room. I should mention. <laughs> Thirty seconds. I think ago. my favorite my favorite thing on a podcast this week was when they were talking about the history of Santa Claus and how he's evolved over the years. They were like, yeah. if you have kids listening to the podcast, there's some pretty serious life spoilers. In this one, and I was like, life spoilers. I like that. Um, but when I mean, we're modern kids, we're not asking yeah. for like wooden rocking horses, right? I'm asking for a Ninja Turtles Technodrome, which I actually got from Santa yeah. one year, yeah. and I got Lego sets from Santa. But whenever we see Santa in movies and what have you, he's always got elves making shit, yeah. But I know that those elves aren't making that Technodrome. Nope. Yeah, Playmates made that. Right. Yeah. Some Danish slaves made my Legos. <laughs> Some kid four years younger than me <laughs> made that. Right. So it's like, what was your logic for that? Because I was like, does Santa just like send elves like as when personal think- shoppers? Or are they actually making like illegally created simulacrums of these Ooh. items? And they've got like a black market, black market. on technodromes. Well... I think that's part of the reason that the whole Santa thing starts to... Once you start pulling on that thread... No, exactly. It's just like God, you're like, oh, no, this is not real. I just realized. <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking about this for literally five minutes, and I realized this is all a lie, and it's my parents buying me shit. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Never mind. Ignore my question. Mom would tell me on the spirit of Santa Claus, and that was fine for a Which while. Which was like, her wanting to buy you stuff? Just like the idea of giving and being together with family and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, because the spirit is real. Because I would ask, is Santa Claus real when I was You would there. ask point blank? I don't I think, think I, I ever asked point blank. I think I did at one point. Nope, sorry. I did ask point blank. I just remembered. And, and yeah. Phyllis and Harry were like, they, they sort of looked at each other, and they went, No. And I was like, oh. Fair enough. And then there's like this moment where you realize like, why did we go through this whole charade? (laughs) It's not like you're not buying me gifts already. Why did we go through this thing like a third party was buying me gifts? Why did we do that? 
It's Why do we continue question. to do this? It's a good question. Because it's kind of, I can see like that it's kind of fun. It's kind, I think it's kind of fun they on get, a parent's end, but it's like the kid's going to get presents either way. Well, and they get to do good cop, bad cop because like Santa's watching. It's another like element of good, good behavior encouragement. Well, that podcast, that very same podcast that mentioned life spoilers did talk about how, you know, mentioning, hey, be a good kid or you won't go to heaven means nothing to kids. Right. Yeah. But it's like. Be a good kid or you'll get a gift. And they're like, oh, well, now I'm invested all of a sudden. One more question before we get back to Christmas story. And this is a Christmas-related question, but it doesn't necessarily affect this movie. Mm -hmm. And this might be something we save for when we re-review the remake of Miracle on 34th (laughs) Street or whatever. But here is a question I have often wrestled with in Christmas movies. In Christmas movies like The Santa Claus or Miracle on 34th Street or whatever that has an actual universe where an actual Santa Claus exists, why is everyone in that universe so confused when there is a Santa Claus? Yeah. Like in Miracle on 34th Street, Santa Claus is put on trial to prove that he exists. But I'm like... Who's delivering your gifts then? You didn't know about that? Yeah. Uh, Obviously, someone's coming into your homes and delivering gifts for your children. Because in Miracle on 34th Street, there's a kid that talks about Santa Claus delivering his gifts. And in the Santa Claus, the same thing happens. <laughs> so it's like, if this happens in this universe, why are you so fucking confused by it? Lauren has the same issue with zombie movies because right. you're telling me I've heard this theory. There's actually, I like this one. There's actually two differences between this movie universe and our actual universe. One, zombies actually exist. Right. And there's also two, no fiction. Zombie movies do, do not, not exist. Because if I'll tell you what, if, if today, if right now a zombie busted through that door, we'd be like, oh, fuck, a zombie. We right. We'd say that you word. You would be like, oh, my God, a walker. We would be like, what is that? <laughs> Why is that green-skinned man trying to eat Damon's head? <laughs> anyway. No, but I, I, it infuriates me to no end because I'm like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Either there's a vagrant in a red suit coming into everyone, every <laughs> Gentile's home in the universe, or there's a Santa Claus and you need to fucking stop arresting him all the time. <laughs> I can see, like, an, an individual family where you'd be like, oh, I thought you bought the present. Oh, right. I, thought, I but guess like, so. That can't fly for most families. That but, can I mean, fly, if like, everyone's in on it, if every Christian is in on it, then it's like, stop asking questions. We know where these are coming from. Slave labor in the North Arctic region. The Christ child brought these. <laughs> A giant bell. No, wait, that's Easter in France. Oh. oh. Okay, back to whatever the fuck we were talking about. Um, yeah, so he, uh, Ralphie's on Santa's lap. He freezes up. He can't remember what that to say, Red Rider, BB gun. Uh, Santa Claus eventually says, you want a football? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, Right, sure. he suggests, and he's like, he's so freaked out that he just says, yeah. So he puts him on the slide down, uh, to the bottom level, but he catches himself on the side right. of the slide, which was pretty cool. Like, uh, he, he's like, no. And he crawls back and up then he with un- his little kid limbs. Unintelligibly says he wants to ride it, Red Rider BB gun. <sighs> yeah. And then Santa says, You shoot your eye out, kid. And then pushes him with his foot. <laughs> which was pretty funny. It still makes me laugh because I hate children. And he pushes him Kick down. Kick him the slide. if you want. I don't fucking care. We cut to Christmas morning. Thank uh, God. 
We get uh, Damon's favorite scene. Uh, Ralphie gets a pink bunny suit from his uh, Aunt Clara. Aunt Clara, uh, just our beloved character from earlier in that the That character that we mentioned so many times before, why wouldn't we mention her in the last ten minutes of this movie? So he gets a full bunny suit, which is yeah. what you've seen in the pictures of the movie and stuff. He, and so he has to model it. His mom wants him to put it on, try it on. He's very embarrassed. His dad lets him take it off. Importantly, though, on Christmas morning... He gets the goddamn gun, Ralphie. Which, in this culture of guns and gun violence, I'm very concerned about. Well, he he has proven himself to be a responsible, nonviolent child, except for when he almost shoots his eye out. Like two scenes earlier, when he almost murdered a child with his bare hands, and now he's oh right, he's a murderer, schizophrenic sociopath. Remember that? Yeah. We just put, even though it's a, I do remember that because it wakes me in my dreams. Um. Of the course. bloody ginger head of Scott Farkas. <laughs> uh, of course, immediately when uh, Ralphie goes outside, he uh, BB immediately ricochets and hits right right he under the hits eye. his cheek and knocks his glasses off. He thinks he's uh, shot his eye shot out. his eye out, but he hasn't. He comes up with a fake lie that an icicle came down from the garage. Well, he steps on his glasses, so they're broken. oh right, yeah, they're yeah. pulverized. So then he comes up with a lie that an icicle hit him on his face and broke his eyeglasses. His mom's very sweetly helping him out, but we are to infer from that that she left the door open, or they both left the door right. open, and all the the Bumpus's dogs get in, and they eat the turkey that his father's been pining over. and That we learn of that his father has been pining over within the last two minutes. Yeah. Another thing they could have told us about, just, I mean, I'm not talking about they have to tell us, like, explicitly, but they could have just, like, led into it. Just throw in a line. Oh, he's so excited about the turkey coming in next week. <laughs> like, anything. It's just, like, basic writing. So the turkey's lost cause. The family goes to a Chinese restaurant, which is where we get oh my at least you would could you call get, it cultural well, insensitivity. This is where we get the clan's favorite scene. So uh, they eat at a Chinese restaurant, and uh, the the family of supposed family of restaurant right, the, owners, the waiters at the the Chinese restaurant all sing "Deck the Halls" and they sing "Jingle Bells," which are all very L heavy. Yes. Christmas songs. I'm not even going to do a recreation of it. And uh, at the end, they get they do a semi-amusing duck scene where they have a roast duck, but it's got its head <laughs> right, on it, yeah. and then he chops it off by, right. very violently. Um, and then we see future NRA president Ralphie Parker falling asleep with his <laughs> And that's the end. Out of my cold, dead hands! All right, DJ, I have a lot of thoughts about this movie, but Good. I am sure you have thoughts as well. I do. So what do you think? As another person who this was not part of your Christmas tradition, what do you think of A Christmas Story? I felt like this was written for another type of person than me. Uh, (laughs) Because I was watching it and I was mildly amused, but this reminded me... A homosexual black man. (laughs) From, I don't know, A black woman from from Seattle. But Um, she's also Jamaican. She's actually an immigrant. Yeah, yeah. This reminded me a lot of listening to a Prairie Home Companion, which I don't <laughs> also don't like. Yes, um, I can actually, I can actually. But you get to that. you like I can sort of see the charm of it. Like when I'm listening to it, and and uh, Garrison Keillor's like the fine people of Lake Wobegon had their annual pumpkin. I'm fucking, already, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'm already annoyed. And I love that that exists. I love that people are getting joy Do out you? of it. Do you love that? Anyways? Well, in the sense that I think there's only one liberal conspiracy in the media, and it's tricking conservatives that we all like a Prairie Home Companion. I 
am just not into it. And and that's kind of how I felt about this, where I was like mildly amused in parts, sometimes genuinely amused for, for a few seconds, right. uh, but mostly just indifferent to the whole thing. And I, that I felt like I was watching someone else's home movies where you're like, <laughs> like if, if the person's right next to you, you're kind of like, Oh, <laughs> but yeah. if they're not there. No, to- I've been through that too, Jenny. Yeah. No. Yeah. Snowsuits. When this was like an hour and a half of like, uh, remember? Right. Uh, and a lot of that experiences because I didn't grow up in the forties. I <laughs> didn't have. So right. I had like the closest I had was people talking about a Christmas story as I right. grew up. So even if you're watching this movie alone, it still feels like the universe is next to you going, huh? Right. Huh? Remember the, the flagpole, the, the tongue on the, on the flagpole <laughs> you get, no, you, you ever had that? No, that's never happened to you. Okay. Now, well, I mean, you probably have heard of someone. Oh, you've only heard of the Christmas story scene. Yeah. Okay, no, well, you may not relate to it that much. But let me tell you, if you did, you'd be laughing. One thing that I did like about yeah. this movie, and it's not necessarily a credit to the filmmakers, but it just <laughs> makes me happy, is that I feel like not so much the children, but the adults are all pretty much on the uh, the verge of cracking in every scene. <laughs> Like especially the fantasy scene, the fantasy sequences yeah. where they're kind of being ridiculous, and but even in like just the regular scenes, I feel like the mom, the dad, the teacher are all just like just about ready to break at all times, <laughs> which is like watching SNL where you're like, are they gonna? All right, Jimmy Fallon, you gonna? Right, ah, um, and I thought that was great. I found that amusing. I noticed that the first time I watched it, and uh, all right. You need to say some stuff. You got some stuff boiling over. I can see it. It's like watch. I got to pull you off of the stove. So I you literally don't bubble have. Over. I literally have steam coming out of my ears. Let's let it loose, man. I did not like this movie. <laughs> I felt like it was. Credit. It was a. <laughs> and that's our show. Um. I felt like this was a movie aimed... I don't... The audience for this movie was people who like listening to their grandpa tell long stories. I like listening to my grandpa No, you don't! <laughs> Veto. It was like a Hallmark card stretched to feature length. Like, it was just like, oh my God, is this going anywhere? I think I, think I said to you when we were watching, this is the first movie I've ever seen that is 100% filler. Like, they accidentally cut out the main plot of the movie, and all we were left was just like, I guess he wants a Red Ryder BB gun? That's our Maybe we should just have him go to Santa for a bit? Put in another fantasy sequence. Let's round this out. (laughs) He has to work out a code to an Ovaltine ad on the Little Orphan Annie radio show. Jesus, are we at 75 minutes yet? (laughs) Oh, my God. The whole movie... um, just felt like that. It just felt like people who longed for the good old days. And I think we yeah. we talked about this on a previous episode. I can't remember which one, but I just always there's always a chill that runs down my spine when someone's like, "Well, you know, back when I was a kid, things were a little easier." And Before I'm like, we did "You that- mean when you were a white five year old? Tell me more, Grandpa." Before they did all that shitty integration. My main problem with this movie, even though it's just. As I said earlier, it's a road movie without the road. It's just vignettes that go almost nowhere. The fucking voiceover. Voiceover is a trick that can work in movies, but rarely works. Right. Like, you have to know exactly what you want that voiceover for, or else it's laziness. 
And this movie is laziness. Because this voiceover, the only time I think that this voiceover was useful was when Ra- in the in the tire changing scene when Ralphie The Fudge. The Oh Fudge. And he's and the voiceover says, but it didn't say fudge. Right. That's the only time where it's like, okay, you're actually giving me the inner workings of this child. Right. Otherwise, you're literally telling me what I'm seeing on the screen. You're doing Tell, the- don't show. It's classic <laughs> cinema writing. Always tell, never show. The actors should stay perfectly still <laughs> and say their lines. Uh, or the you're doing the legwork for the actors. And some of the actors in this movie are kids. And Ralphie... I wouldn't say he's bad. I would say he's very inconsistent. I feel like in the beginnings and when he's supposed to be saying, unfortunately, when he's supposed to be saying the part I'm supposed to know by heart, the Red Rider BB gun spiel, he says it so quickly that I can never understand what he's saying. In yeah. fact, I, I noticed this must be the reason that they play it for 24 hours straight so that you can finally, by the, tw- by the 12th running of this movie <laughs> finally understand what the fuck Ralph is saying when he's when he's asking Santa for a Red Rider BB gun. He says it so quickly that it's just consonants. <laughs> um, but I feel like this narration is so lazy. It's really just telling me what these actors already should be telling me or are convincingly telling. There's one scene. I've already I've got so many thoughts that it's getting ahead of my words. But in the last scene when when uh, Ralphie shoots the BB gun outside and the BB gun ricochets off his glasses or whatever and he loses his glasses, the actor is literally feeling on his face and the narration goes where are my glasses? I'm like, I fucking know you lost your glasses. I see the actor feeling his goddamn face. Stop telling me what I'm supposed to be seeing. And I think this movie gets away with it because it is filmed convincingly like it's the 40s. It literally looks like the 40s. In fact, there's almost a graininess to the film that makes you think it's the 40s except colorized. Everyone looks like they stepped out of the 40s Except for the mother, who yeah. looks like Kate Capshaw in Temple of Doom. She yeah. has this weird perm. She actually looks like a time traveler from 1983. <laughs> but everyone else looks like they're from 1941. Um, except for her. And it, it convinces you that it's happening in this time period. And it gets away with it. And it gets away with this weird pacing. And it gets away with this lazy storytelling. But... What you have to remember is, this is a year before the first Ghostbusters film came out. Yeah. This is a year, the same year, actually, I think, that Return of the Jedi came out. Like, this movie should not get the slack it gets. Right. We have pinned down movie storytelling at this point. <laughs> we shouldn't have to rely on Gene Shepard reading his own fucking lines to us. You either want to write an essay or you write, want to write a movie. You can't do both. Well, I will say, this I is a good time. I am so to, angry right now. This is a good time to step in, and this is only a slight defense <laughs> of the movie because I've already said most of my piece here. Right. But I will say, the sort of vignette idea it's that's what it was originally it was like a series of articles which i only learned after watching it sure okay. um it is a series of articles that were actually run in playboy which i learned which is, <laughs> explains the leg lamp um, 
Now, this does not really defend them because they did make a movie out of it right. and chose not to string them together very well, in our opinions, at least, uh, like in a through narrative. Yeah. But it, that is the source material. They, sure. they like, and I, took and I, a series I of vaguely, stories. I think I vaguely knew it was from a series of essays or an essay. Yeah. But I had an argument with a, a coworker. We were talking about that, the, the pink bunny suit scene. Yeah. And I was saying, like, I feel like the smart thing to do would be to introduce this Aunt Claire and one line and how she makes these goofy yeah. gifts like early in the film. Like they would since Aunt Claire is not there at the last in the Christmas Day but Damon, scene. Where would we have had time? <laughs> There's so it's so densely packed this movie. Yeah. No, now, but I mean, I feel like they could have had a scene where the mom is unpacking, you know, a Federal Express package or Pony Express. I don't know what they had in the 40s. Uh, Pony Express. Where right. she would, you know, be unpacking Aunt Clara's or Aunt Claire's gifts. And, you know, Ralphie could have looked at the gift and be like, oh, Aunt Clara, she always brings me these things. She always thinks I'm a four year old girl. Anything. Yeah. To make us be like aware of that package. But instead, we only learn of the existence of Aunt Clara while he's opening her gift. And we're supposed to be, like, invested by that point. And then we see him put on this pink bunny suit and literally take it off within 30 seconds. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and the person at work was saying but that went on to become the iconic image of that movie. And I, I joked around and said, well, why didn't they just have a scene where they're like, I hope Aunt Clara didn't send her pie throwing machine again this year and they just have a bunch of cream pies thrown in their face for four minutes i mean i was uh, i hope aunt claire didn't send her banana peels scattered all across our floors other slight defense will be of the voiceover which i normally hate as well and I, i feel the same way about it now, we've got the sort of same, like, well, it came from a book, so this is the easiest way to translate it. Sure. But even beyond that, which I don't, I don't really buy, is it like, well, you're making a movie now, so try something else. Yeah, to um, a different thing that works for this medium. And I agree that, like, voiceover, like, I'm not inherently opposed to, but it's just done poorly most of the time. Right. And it needs to be used sparingly. And it's, it's a very not, tricky tool, I would say. Yeah. Is that it can be good, but most of the time it's not. It's but. Not. Given this situation, which is that I've never wanted Macaulay Culkin back in front of my <laughs> eyes so badly because this te- this actor is terrible. Right. And I, uh, I would say I think you hated him more than I did, yeah, but he's I think, not as good as Macaulay Culkin, I'll say. Right. Not as good as I'm Macaulay Culkin. I'm not saying Culkin. that Home Alone is a masterwork. I'm just saying that Macaulay Culkin... I think I said early on when he fir- I think his first line about the Red Rider BB gum where he breathlessly says it I was like you know say what you want about Macaulay Culkin but he said his lines clearly and understandably it'd be like uh yes there's more with a compass in the stock yeah uh I think I only got the compass in the stock joke when the teacher is reading his essay back in his fantasy sequence. Right. Oh, that's what he's saying. Got and a thing that tells time. Right. I like. uh, I liked the voiceover because it was definitely doing the legwork of the actor, but the leg the legwork of the actor was not being done, in my opinion. So I was like, oh, okay. I like Gene Shepard's voice here because. Something needed to fucking happen because this this kid was not doing it for me. I will say that I think that he's cute. Uh, he is a cute kid. Yeah. Um. And I will. And he like sold his soul to Satan because he kept the blue eyes. Mm. If you look him up today, he still has like these ghostly like White Walker blue eyes. <laughs> 
Um, but I will say, I think he, I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he's bad at delivering his lines. But when I think he's. Is that no, not. No, I, I mean, <laughs> when he's like going through these, I feel like a lot of Gene Shepard is like, all I gotta do is convince teacher that I want this thing. Yeah. And I'll show Ralphie like leaning back and smiling. And I was like, yeah, I got it. Or Ralphie feeling around his face for his glasses. And the narrator going, I've lost my glasses. And I was like, no fucking shit, you've lost your glasses. <laughs> now, yeah, when he breathlessly reads the, the Red Rider BB gun lines, yeah. yeah, that's annoying. But you know what Gene Shepard doesn't say? I want a Red Rider BB gun with a compass in the stock yeah, and a thing that tells true. time. He doesn't tell me that again. I'm like, I'm assuming he's referencing that gun he saw earlier. He says it only the once, I think, at the very he says beginning. It, he says it once at the beginning, and he says it once at Santa. Okay. Yeah. Um, Again, with the voiceover, I, d- I wrote down the snowsuit scene would be a lot funnier without the voiceover telling right. me. I felt like a lot of the voiceover was like, are you watching? Right. this part's really funny. You know, you know really- snowsuits? Those are kind of hard to put on. Are you seeing the mom right now in the snowsuit? She's having trouble putting it on the child. I got to say, this is an excellent student film. <laughs> That's not even true. Okay, um, so... Uh, do you think, uh, for those who loved this movie as a, as a child, were their inner child's idiots? Or how old are these people? Because I can't speak, but I mean, I've had people in their 20s and 30s respond yeah, people, viscerally to this movie when I say I haven't. This is one of those movies like E.T., where if you say you haven't seen it, people respond to, How have you not seen that movie? I probably broke the mic. Yeah. <laughs> but people get angry. Like, they if do. you haven't yeah. seen it. I, I know, because I haven't seen it until today, or yesterday. I, here's what's tough, is because, like, if you're our age, yes, your inner child was an idiot, for sure. My inner child was a genius for not watching this, for <laughs> missing out on this bullshit. Uh, if you're, I guess, my dad's age? If you are familiar with the 40s at all, maybe? Yeah, I guess older than my dad, even. Like, uh, like, uh... I guess not. I don't know. Because if there if there's um no, I think all of them are idiots. Yeah, they're all idiots because this has nothing to say about the 40. This is what annoys me, I think, the at the core of this movie. Yeah. Is that it has nothing interesting to say about the 40s. Yeah. All it does is to serve to justify what white people remember about the 40s. Like, yeah, that was probably pretty close. <laughs> yeah, see there were black kids in your in your school. Don't even think about it. Remember Don't even worry about it. Remember furnaces? Yeah, remember furnaces and black kids being in your classrooms and it wasn't a problem and no one was raising a fuss. We didn't have to have a Supreme Court ruling <laughs> to make sure they were allowed to go in there. And even then, you probably fucked up and freaked out. Well, it was in Indiana. The North has never been racist. Oh, no. I've never met a Northerner who was racist. Nope. No, hello, my family members. We have made... Some enemies today, I guarantee it. Oh, um, no. I have I mean, I had two. I mean, I, I legitimately, when the credits came up, um, when I watched this, I was legitimately confused. I was like, what have I missed? I went up to coworkers who I knew loved this movie, and I said, I know this sounds like a prickish thing to say, but can you honestly tell me what you like about this movie? What do they say? Because I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it was, I, I had some people who said they thought that it was a well-made movie, and they thought it, they thought it was, um, 
just they thought it was it was they remembered things they remembered like one coworker mentioned i remember that snowsuit thing i remember you know being yeah. stuck in a snowsuit and it was really uncomfortable right i was like okay but that's not a movie right I had one coworker who who mentioned. I mean, like I said, they thought it was a well-made movie, and they thought it was well written, and the cinematography was great. And I never got that feeling. I yeah. felt like I felt like if this was an essay, I would probably really enjoy it. If this was a movie without voiceover, I might think it was cute. But together, it just annoyed me because I thought yeah. I was being condescended to the whole time. Yeah, it just felt like I felt exactly like I do when I listen to a Prairie Home Companion. Like I said before, it's just like there's something here that is not that is you can that say is it's not contemporary. I, w- I don't want to say going over my head because I like it's not like I don't understand it in a like lo- logical sense, but it's clearly not resonating with me. You know, like it is not striking any chords right. anywhere. Right. And I will say, I guess you got to give them some credit for the iconic scene nature of it. You've got. You know the leg lamp, the quotableness of saying for Gile. You've got the, uh, you know the the snowsuit. You've got the the tongue on the pole, uh, and those are all like how often? All... How often do you get a movie that has that many iconic scenes? I guess so, but I feel like also, especially with like the snowsuit and the the tongue on the pole, I feel like just these are things. just things. Yeah. Like these are things that we all knew already. Yeah. Like, I know that snowsuits are uncomfortable, and I know that stick my tongue on a pole will freeze it to the pole. Well, there's clearly... Like, this is just remembering things that happen in the wintertime. But there's clearly something to art that resonates with those things, the, with, with the thing that happened to you when you were a kid or your neighbor or whatever. Sure. Uh, not to, Again, I sound like I'm defending this movie, and I think it was horseshit, so... I feel like you can get away with that in a movie when there's a handful of things, but then there's also something unique to this story that's being told. Right. But I feel like this movie is almost boiled down, like, is is this close enough to everyone's Christmas? All right. What if I take this other unique signifier out? Is this close enough to everyone's Christmas? No, that doesn't relate to me. Okay, if I take that out, is this pretty much everyone's Christmas now? Yeah, that's pretty close. All right, great. <laughs> Wait, I didn't want a red rider baby gun. I gotta keep something specific in it. I can't we just have one. I just can't gun. have a sled. Uh, well, let's open the shoots of hate mail. Uh, no you're in a child as no an idiot at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at yicaai. Uh, you can our, find us on Facebook. You can yep. find us on Instagram. Yep. Tumblr. Tumblr. Twitter. Your comic. Your web comic. Trueford is at trueford dot com. Yes. Uh, my website is djphillips.com. I haven't updated it in a while. Probably should. Check in on it. It might have been taken over by ISIS. Oh, geez. Oh, sorry. I better check on that poor yeah, website. Yeah, you better check on it. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.